Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. I'm so glad you could join us for this Sunday message in the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, that is, there is our way and there is God's way. Father in heaven, we thank you once again for this opportunity to join together. We thank you for sparing our lives uh, thus far to be able to, to worship, to dine, to feast upon your word inspired uh, through, by you, through men as, as recorded and written down over the years that gives us the instruction, the principles, the values uh, that we should have as members of the body of Christ, that we should exude that we should contain within our hearts to lead us along the path that you would have us to go. Father, I ask that this word reach out and touch the hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of those who need to hear from you, who want to know more about you, who are in relationship and or are looking to establish a relationship with you to help strengthen and develop that relationship. That is the purpose of all of this. Again, use me, Father, as your messenger to deliver your message to your people in the way that you would have it to be done. This we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I... I want to talk about matters of the heart. In previous messages, I've talked about uh, the mind, I've touched on the heart. We, we've covered a number of areas, but this one is crucial to our existence in the way that we walk. A, a notable reference uh, tool indicates that uh, the word brain isn't mentioned once in the King James Version of the Bible. However, uh, the word heart is mentioned 826 times. So that would seem to indicate that the heart is at the heart of the matter as it relates to us, our relationship with God, and impact on our lives. Suffice to say that it's a matter worth addressing often. The writer of this passage I'll be reading from today is David, and as is the case in much that uh, he had to say in what he wrote about, it's, it's plain and straightforward, easy to understand. Also, like other writings of his, it, it's thought that he is writing this to himself, for himself, to encourage himself. 
So we can learn a lot from this approach, um, as as we should, um, as we come to learn and and know God's word first for ourselves, speaking and reciting the wisdom for ourselves to encourage us as individuals. Then once it is embedded deep within the recesses of our minds and hearts, it will have marinated just enough for sharing with others. So receive, embed first before imparting. That way the authenticity, the potency will remain if not be multiplied. So I'm going to take today's scriptures from um, Psalms 37, and I'm going to read from the New International Reader's Version, uh, verses 1 through 13. Verse 1 says, Don't be upset because of sinful people. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong. Like grass, they will soon dry up. Like green plants, they will soon die. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live in the land and enjoy its food. Find your delight in the Lord. Then he will give you everything your heart really wants. Commit your life to the Lord. Here is what he will do if you trust in him. He will make your godly ways shine like the dawn. He will make your honest life shine like the sun at noon. Be still. Be patient. Wait for the Lord to act. Don't be upset when other people succeed. Don't be upset when they carry out their evil plans. Keep from being angry. Turn away from anger. Don't be upset. That only leads to evil. Sinful people will be cut off from the land, but it will be given to those who put their hope in the Lord. In a little while, there won't be any more sinners. Even if you look for them, you won't be able to find them. But those who are free of pride will be given the land. They will enjoy great peace. Sinful people make plans to harm those who do what is right. They grind their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at those who do evil. He knows the day is coming when he will judge them. Unmoved is he on whatever those sinful, wicked, evil people, evil in their actions and behaviors, possibly hearts, doesn't, doesn't move our God, the God that we serve. So the title topic for today's message is What the Heart Wants. What the heart wants. Our hearts can be fickle. They can be stolen, broken, excited, intoxicated. They can race. They can be shocked and saddened. They can be made happy. And they can love, just to name a few. Our hearts are at the core of our being, being closely connected 
to our spirit, often one in the same. Much is said in the Bible about the heart. As a result, we are cautioned in Proverbs 4 and 23, above all else, guard our hearts. That's for implicit reason. Above all else, guard our hearts. Because as that verse states, everything flows from our hearts. What we do, what we think, what we say, how we act, how we treat others, how we treat ourselves, what we think about ourselves, flows from the heart, flows from what's stored in here. Many are thinking it's the brain. The brain conceives manipulates, devises what it's fed from the heart, where the source of the matter comes from. So for that reason, don't be a hater. What do you mean by that? God does not like for us to be discontent regardless of our personal circumstances. Why? Because no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance, irrespective of how hard things may appear or how downtrodden things may be, there is always, always a reason to be grateful and thankful. Even if only to know that you have been given the free gift of salvation that comes with eternal life, with our Lord. There's always something for us to be thankful for. In, in Psalms 37 verses 1 and 2 in the Amplified, it expands. Don't be upset because of sinful people. Don't be jealous of those who do wrong. Like grass, they will soon dry up. Like green plants, they will soon die. What these verses assure us is that we are not to be consumed with envy, spite, or jealousy when we see the wicked appearing to prosper or relish in their lives despite their evil behaviors and intentions. Their reign will be short-lived at best. Their good times will one day run out. Their overflowing wells will run dry at some point. Without God guiding them, leading their path and their ways, there is no possible way they will be sustained in their plush, but soon to be dried up and barren existence. Not worth your time, energy, or focus. Further in Psalms 37, I'm going to read a few different verses, 10, 13, 15, and 17 from the Amplified. Verse 10, for yet a little while and the evildoers will be no more. Though you look with care where they used to be, they will not be found. Verse 13, the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that their own day of defeat is coming. 15. The swords of the wicked shall enter their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken. And finally, verse 17. 
For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the consistently righteous. Consistently. There's a word that we hear over and over again. It is about being consistent. In the therapeutic world, we look for patterns of behavior to determine if there is a matter in which it needs to be addressed. Every once in a while, things happen, they occur, and it's, it's a once in a blue moon, as we've heard the saying. That's one thing. We all make mistakes. As it said, the first time it's, it's a mistake. The second through the trillionth or so time, it's a choice. Pattern. If you continue to choose, consistency is important. So from those verses, know that there will come a day when evil is, no longer exists amongst the body of Christ. God sees and hears all, and he is in no way pleased by those who willfully choose to be wicked, sinful, evil, deceitful, and even vile in his eyes. Yes, he is the judge and will one day be the judge, jury, and repayer of deeds for those that are continuing to do wicked things willfully, intentionally. The, the, as it says, the sword of the wicked they, they live by will enter their hearts. If they do not repent one day, they will inevitably die by the sword they wield. Let's add some definition to the, to the word swords. Envy, greed, lust, pride, arrogance, gluttony are just a few of those swords that the wicked and evil can wield. It will be the end of them. They don't change their ways. We should take heed not to wish ill will upon them, no more than envying or being angry with them, lest we run the risk of being caught up with them when judgment day comes, or a time of evil doing expires, be it in this life or the next, of our precious little time we have here on earth. They're not worth spending a nickel's worth of it on. Not worth it. We should, in the second point, trust God and trust his process. Trust God and trust the process, which is his process. If we know anything about God, we should know and rest assured that he has a master plan. No question. As you may have heard me say many times, God has a plan for us to give us hope and a future. The process involves us trusting in and relying on God to take care of us in our time of need. In Psalms 37 verse 3 in the Amplified, it says, trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident in the Lord and do good. So shall you dwell in the land and feed surely on his faithfulness. <clears throat> and truly you shall be fed. Yes, God gives us wisdom and discernment to conduct our lives in an upright and righteous manner. No, God is not some magic genie in a bottle to cast you know, wishes upon. And no, 
we're not to even try and lay around doing nothing, expecting God to take care of everything. That is not what that means or says. The point being in this verse is that after we have done everything that we can, when, not if, we run into opposition, obstacles, a cliff, or a mountain, we should trust God, trust the God that we serve. That could mean him moving the mountain out of our way or moving us, leading us up, over, and even through the mountain. That's how powerful he is. His faithfulness cannot even begin to be compared to man. That would be like uh, comparing uh, uh, the mass of a tiny gnat with the entire universe. In Psalms 37, 7 in the Amplified, it says, Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. So after we have prayed sought God's divine direction, spend time abiding in close relationship with him, and done everything his word asks of us, in addition to exhausting everything we can possibly do, then we should be still, rest, and wait. Wait in positive anticipation for God, with a conviction that we know that we know that we know, never have I seen the righteous forsaken, nor their children beg for bread. We know that God has gone before us, that he will deliver us from, he will provide for us. Positive anticipation. What we don't do is fret or worry. We don't wring our hands have angst, heaven forbid, curse, throw things, hold a tantrum, mistreat others, use that as an excuse, something bad's happening to me, so I'm going to, there's the saying, hurt people, hurt people. That's not a permissive statement that says, because you've been hurt, you get to hurt others. That's just an awareness for those that are being wounded, so they don't take it personally. Stop that. Don't do it. If you have a Christian faith, you know that that's not how God would have us to be. We're not to be envious of others who appear to, to have it easy. Appear. And don't be mad at those that uh, don't seem to have the same challenges as we do. And then never question God's process. There's that faith in belief you know what you're doing. You created me. You created my fellow man. You created this earth. You've created all the planets in this galaxy and all the planets in the 500 billion galaxies in this universe. <laughs> so pretty sure I've got a lot of confidence that you can handle my little issue, which may be big to me, and he knows that as a father.
but he wants to be there to help you with it. Positive anticipation and hope. And Psalms 37, verse 7 in the Amplified. And the Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they trust and take refuge in him. I can trust because it's in my heart. I can trust because I know that I know that I know, because I have a relationship. It's not that I know of, but to, 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 to know, to, have a, to, to abide, to have studied and learned, to believe. We should have complete confidence that the God we serve will protect, provide, provision, promote, spare, rescue, and ensure our well-being always in all ways, period. Yep, I'm going to say that again. We should have complete confidence in the God that we serve, that he will protect, provide, provision, promote, spare, rescue, and ensure our well-being always in all ways, period. Not up for debate. Statement of fact. Why? Because he loves us. Because our faith pleases him. Because our efforts to lead and lift up righteousness demonstrates our belief, faith, and commitment, giving him all the glory. It's not in our own efforts. It's God and our faith in him. Conversely, the willfully wicked and evildoers shouldn't expect that God will deliver them from harm's way when they find themselves facing an opponent where the odds are stacked against them. One of the privileges of being a member of the body of Christ. So God takes incredible joy in defeating and destroying the grip evil men have on his family members. His loyalty is loyal, rather, and faithful sons and daughters. He won't hesitate to exert his omnipotent power against anything that would dare come against or interfere with his plan. Not going to happen. There is but one winning team in this battle. Be on it if you do nothing else. The final point I want to make is, is this, and it's the most important verse of this passage, at least to me, the one I want to address, and it's an, an aligned heart receives its desires. An aligned heart receives its desires. Much has been said about God's blessings and rewards. Sadly, much has been misconstrued and misinterpreted, leading some to innocently and unconsciously, while others purposely mislead God's flock. Let me be abundantly clear. God rewards God's rewards can come in this life, potentially, but most assuredly in the next. So that doesn't mean it always happens in this life. 
in this short time that we are here. And compared to eternity, really not even a comparison. In no way does that mean, nor does it say, that we get everything we wish for. It's not Santa God or God Claus, not a genie in a bottle. It's God. Yes, God has unlimited everything. But that does not mean we receive or he gives us everything. All right, so here's the verse, Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 in the Amplified. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. So we've got a couple of clear instructions there that, that lay it out. The, the key in, that, in verse 4 is to delight yourself in the Lord. The biblical definition of delight here is a high degree of gratification, extreme satisfaction, uh, the power of affording pleasure and take great pleasure or give keen enjoyment. By that definition, we should be so incredibly overjoyed, excited, content with and dependent upon God, so thankful he exists, exists so close in relationship that we are instead instinctively, that we instinctively know what pleases him. When you, you know when you're in a relationship with someone and you finish each other's sentences. When you're close to a friend, you, you know their, their favorite color, their favorite food, you know their habits, you know so much about them. We've heard the saying, I know you better than you know yourself. That's what a relationship is. You know what makes them angry and you know what makes them smile. God's given us a manual. People don't come with those. <laughs> I've yet to find a really perfect one for marriage, right? But God gave us a manual. He made it abundantly clear. There, there can be no mistake or even misinterpretation, uh, despite people's best efforts to do that. So, in other words, our relationship with him, his gift of salvation and eternal life, are more than anything we have ever will have, and nothing can compare with just having the ability to abide with God, to, to, to know him, that honor, that privilege, that blessing, that to, to have his favor, to have spared our lives, to have sacrificed his son. We then are so committed to God that our every thought action, and belief. We seek his divine guidance on and for. In other words, we seek him in everything, every aspect of our lives. We're aligned. We are in tune. We rely on him for everything that troubles us, as it talks about in verse 5, casting our cares as to toss them or throw them. We relinquish them, letting go for good 
trusting and knowing we are safe in capable hands. Then, by default, and here's the important part, our desires for us are perfectly aligned with his desires for us. Then we are in a position for him to give us the desires of our hearts because he put them there. <laughs> I'm hoping that's revelation. He can give you the desires of your heart because he put them there when you have a close relationship, when you are abiding. Then he will award our secret petitions because he knows. We know. And they're only a secret to those who are not a part of this intimate relationship we have with our Lord and Savior, our sovereign God. So they're secret petitions from everybody else, but we're in that relationship we know. No surprise. In the next verse, I want to talk about, actually it's 23, Psalms 37, 23. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way and he busies himself with his every step. Again, by default, in our abiding with God, in our intentional, deliberate, and purposed in our walk with Christ, we cannot help but have our steps ordered and directed. It would be likened to, uh, likened to a, a nature walk to see endangered or, or rare species having been given a clear and concise map of the locations, their sleep and wake habits, their eating times. We can't help but see them. On the other hand, we'd be hard-pressed trying to see wildlife in the rainforest when we chose to get on a plane and go to the North Pole. Not going to happen. So if we become who we are supposed to be and go where we are supposed to go, doing what we are supposed to do as defined, ordered, and predestined by God, we will be on the right path, in the right place, at the right time, to receive what God has for us. He knows the desires of our hearts. He knows what we're going to ask for before we open our mouths. To think, do, or act otherwise, we're only fooling ourselves. Never God. Never. In verse 27, it says, Depart from evil and do good, and you will dwell forever securely. So we heard how the wicked and evil were going to come to judgment, how they will be no more, how evil will be no more one day, how bad things happen to bad people. A profoundly simple verse, but also hard to do at times. 
I'm not saying this is a walk in the park. Easy. It does take commitment. The, 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 word, the world's way, their ways are alluring. It's, it's trappings highly entangling in this life, in the moment. Know that no day lasts forever as our lives on this earth will not last forever. Put bluntly, we don't know from one day to the next if we'll even make it to that future date of when I will someday. As we all know in the scriptures, tomorrow is not promised. We would be best served to live each day as if it were our last full day living, to live as God intended, spread love, joy, and peace wherever possible. Be quick to forgive, slow to anger, and never judge. Let go of things that do not serve you, that you know from your heart's conviction are not suitable for you out of the heart, to seek peace and understanding of the lessons, truths, and timeless wisdom found in the Word of God, to leave each, each exchange with your fellow man as if it could be the very last. Then, only then, can we enjoy the peace God intended, receive all the desires God has for us, be blessed beyond comprehension and measure, and most assuredly ensure a peaceful transition from this world to the next. Don't you want that for your life? You can, if you choose. Choose wisely. Father in heaven, we, we thank you. We thank you for your holy word. We thank you for your blessings, for your provision, for the safety that we enjoy in your arms. We thank you for your, your ways. We may not fully always understand, especially the wise. But you have, in your wise ways, laid it out and made it clear that we are to trust you. We are to believe in you. We are to be confident. We are to have positive anticipation, to be convicted. And all of that, Father, stems from what's in our hearts. You have given us what we need to impart into our hearts that will help us live the life that you want us to, to live a life of obedience, of love, of caring, of compassion, of peace. Father, I pray that this word lands on all hearts, those that are in direct relationship with you and those that have been hardened, that it soften, that it marinate within and, and that it helped the individual who hears this message to live a life that is peaceful, that is harmonious, that is with the conviction 
strength, the knowledge that you are there, you are God, and above all things, your name, and you are worthy to be worshiped. Father, for those that don't know you, I pray that they pray this prayer with me so that they can begin to have and build upon a relationship with you, that they may come to know you and have you be a intimate, impactful part of their lives. And that prayer, if you would pray it with me, is, God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son Jesus gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price for my sin, and rose again so that I may be saved. Father, I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. All of this we ask and pray in your precious Son, Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. Today is the very first day of the remainder of your life. A, a, a slate that has been wiped clean. A new beginning. You are a member of the body of Christ. The, the no judgment zone we reserve that for God and he's already forgiven you what you haven't even done yet I encourage you strongly to immerse yourself in the Word of God where you can read study learn and and abide so that it will equip and prepare you to deal with life's challenges of which there will be many the word is as it says a, a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It helps guide you to, to where you should go. I only ask one thing of you, and that is, will you share this with someone? Someone who you feel may benefit from it, or someone who you feel may just simply enjoy the Word of God. The, 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 the reason those of us do this is to spread the message, the good news, to help those who may be fumbling, unsure, who are looking for a way. You're sharing this can help them on their journey to help them live a more peaceful life as you have and you are. I Will, will you do that for me? I, I appreciate it. Thank you in advance. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support, and I hope you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's Word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. 
To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.